Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, July 20th. U.S. equities were able to continue yesterday's momentum in today's session to finish higher amid a heat-up in second-quarter earnings season. Netflix rose after topping earnings expectations and posting a smaller-than-expected drop in global streaming subscribers, while Baker Hughes fell after missing expectations on component shortages and supply chain inflation. The economic calendar focused on housing, with existing home sales falling more than expected, while mortgage applications dropped for a third straight week. Treasuries were mixed and the yield curve inversion remained intact, while the U.S. dollar modestly rebounded from yesterday's drop. Crude oil and gold prices traded lower. Europe finished lower amid the ensuing energy crisis in the region, with the European Union proposing a 15% cut in natural gas consumption, while markets in Asia were broadly higher in the wake of the rally in the U.S. yesterday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 48 points, or 0.2%, to 31,875. The S&P 500 index increased 23 points, or 0.6%, to 3,960, and the Nasdaq Composite advanced 185 points, or 1.6%, to 11,898. In moderate volume, 4.1 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 5.3 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil fell $0.86 cents to $99.88 per barrel, Elsewhere, the gold spot price was $15.50 lower at $1,695.20 per ounce, and the dollar index gained 0.4% to 107.06. In equity news on Wednesday, Netflix Incorporated, ticker symbol NFLX, reported second quarter earnings per share of $3.20, above the $2.95 fact-set estimate, with revenues rising 8.6% year-over-year to $8 billion, roughly in line with the street's forecast. Global streaming paid net additions fell by 970000 far less than the expected loss of $2 million. The company said the second quarter was better than expected on membership growth, but foreign exchange was worse than expected. Netflix issued third-quarter guidance that was below analysts' expectations, as the company said its challenge and opportunity is to accelerate its revenue and membership growth by continuing to improve its product, content, and marketing, and to better monetize its big audience. Netflix traded higher. Baker Hughes' company, ticker symbol BKR, posted adjusted second-quarter earnings per share of $0.11, below the forecasted $0.21, as revenues were down 2% year-over-year to $5 billion, south of the projected $5.3 billion. The oil field services company said its second-quarter results were mixed, as each product company navigated a different set of challenges, ranging from component shortages and supply chain inflation to the suspension of its Russian operations. Shares fell sharply. The second quarter earnings season continues to heat up, and the markets are paying close attention to the health of profit margins and economic activity as the Fed gets aggressive with its monetary policy tightening amid a backdrop of signs of slowing economic growth. Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders discusses the economy in her latest article titled What's Going On with Jobs? How the June jobs report was cheered by economic bulls given its strength in level terms, but rates of change among leading indicators don't favor a soft landing for the economy. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders.
Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter at Schwab Research. In economic news on Wednesday, existing home sales declined 5.4% month-over-month in June to an annual rate of 5.12 million units, the lowest since June 2020, versus the Bloomberg consensus estimate of a 5.35 million rate, while May's figure was unadjusted at 5.41 million units. Contract closings declined for the fifth straight month as sales in the Midwest, South, and West all were lower month-over-month, while sales in the Northeast were unchanged. Compared to last year, sales were lower in all regions. Sales of single-family homes and purchases of condominiums and co-ops were both lower month-over-month and from the prior year. The median existing home price was up 13.4% from a year ago to a record high of $416,000 and is up for 124 straight months as prices grew in each region. Unsold inventory was at a three-month pace at the current sales rate, up from the 2.5-month pace a year earlier. National Association of Realtors Chief Economist Lawrence Yun said, quote, Falling housing affordability continues to take a toll on potential home buyers, and both mortgage rates and home prices have risen too sharply in a short span of time, end quote. Existing home sales account for a large majority of the home sales market and reflect contract closings instead of signings. In other housing news, the MBA Mortgage Application Index decreased 6.3% last week, following the prior week's decline of 1.7%. The index was down for a third straight week as a 4.3% drop in the Refinance Index was met with a 7.3% fall for the Purchase Index. The decline came as the average 30-year mortgage rate rose 8 basis points to 5.82% and is up 271 basis points versus a year ago. Schwab's Lizanne Saunders discusses the housing market in her article titled Can't Find My Way Home, how a spike in prices and interest rates has dealt a significant blow to housing affordability, elevating the potential for the housing market's weakness to dampen economic growth. Treasuries were mixed, but the inversion of the two-year and ten-year notes remains intact, with the markets grappling with an aggressive Fed to fight high inflation and what the ultimate impact will be on the economy. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist Kathy Jones discusses this in her latest article titled Fed Rate Hikes, Why Are Bond Yields Falling? Noting that the Federal Reserve's pledge to curb inflation appears to have resonated with the market. She adds that if the central bank raises rates as much as recent projections indicate, the risk of recession rises. Kathy concludes that consequently, bond yields have been pulling back from recent highs and the yield curve has flattened. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. The yields on the 2-year and the 10-year Treasury notes gained 2 basis points to 3.25% and 3.04% respectively, while the 30-year bond rate ticked 1 basis point lower to 3.16%. Tomorrow's economic calendar will hold initial jobless claims for the week ended July 16th, forecasted to show 240,000 first-time unemployment applications were filed, as well as the leading economic index for June, anticipated to have declined 0.6% month-over-month. Rounding out the docket, the Philadelphia Fed Business Outlook Survey for July, with economists calling for a level of 0.8, with 0 the demarcation point between expansion and contraction. In international news on Wednesday, European equities finished lower as the markets continued to grapple with the implications of rising inflation pressures that have monetary policies tightening in response. 
The UK reported higher-than-expected June inflation figures to solidify expectations that the Bank of England will continue to hike rates, while tomorrow the European Central Bank is set to deliver its monetary policy decision and likely boost its benchmark rate amid the backdrop of rising inflation pressures. Meanwhile, exacerbated by the war in Ukraine, the European Union proposed that the bloc cut its natural gas consumption by 15% over the next eight months amid the ensuing energy crisis and prepare for the winter, which could impact households and business activity. The energy crisis has been amplified by uncertainty regarding if Russia will restart energy supplies to the region after suspending gas delivery to Germany due to maintenance on the Nord Stream 1 pipeline. The euro and the British pound traded lower versus the U.S. dollar. Bond yields in the eurozone were mixed and rates in the U.K. were lower. With inflation being a main driver of tighter monetary policies, Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop, CFA, offers his latest article titled Shortages Have Led to Gluts, noting how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The UK FTSE 100 index lost 0.4%, Germany's DAX index dipped 0.2%, France's CAC 40 index decreased 0.3%, Italy's FTSE MIB index dropped 1.6%, Spain's IBEX 35 index fell 1.2%, and Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 0.6% lower. Stocks in Asia were broadly higher, with yesterday's rally in the U.S. appearing to provide a positive setup, while the markets showed some resiliency in the face of continued global recession concerns as the Fed and other central banks tighten monetary policies. However, China and Japan have diverged from the monetary policy tightening path, with the former providing more stimulus to help its economy that has been hampered by COVID-related lockdowns and the latter holding on to its ultra-loose stance. Amid this backdrop of lockdowns in China and the ensuing slowdown in economic growth, Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article titled, China's yo-yo economy, that although an economy rebound in China is underway, according to government and private sector data, its economy and stock market may remain volatile. Meanwhile, the markets are digesting the start of earnings season with a close eye on how profit margins will hold up in the face of rising inflation pressures. The recent pullback in the U.S. dollar also likely helped soothe sentiment. Economic data in the region was relatively light, but China kept its one-year and five-year loan prime rates unchanged as expected. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 2.7%, with the yen giving back some of yesterday's gains versus the U.S. dollar. The yen has fallen to multi-decade lows since March, as the Fed gets aggressive with its monetary policy, while the Bank of Japan has abstained from tightening its policy aimed at meeting its target for its 10-year bond rate. China's Shanghai Composite Index gained 0.8%, the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index rose 1.1%, and South Korea's Kospi Index increased 0.7%. Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index was up 1.7%, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index moved 1.2% to the upside. The international economic calendar for tomorrow will offer trade data from Japan, public sector net borrowing from the UK, and business confidence from France. In central bank action, both the Bank of Japan and the European Central Bank will release their respective monetary policy decisions.
That concludes the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, July 20th.